Hello, happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome to the Media Gel podcast, where we cover the latest marketing trends and strategies that are most effective in growing your cannabis dispensary, delivery service, or brand. MediaGel has a compliant ad network of 75,000 plus publishers, including mainstream news sites. We love the meme sites, dating, gaming, music streaming apps, and they all welcome cannabis ads. We help cannabis companies here at MediaGel through paid search, SEO, and programmatic display advertising to drive uh, awareness, increase foot traffic, and e-commerce sales. I am your host, Guillermo Bravo. Today, we'll be highlighting our product release and how to use attribution reporting to maximize revenue. Thank you for joining us today. All right. So what we're going to be spending a lot of time today doing is, um, you know, I'm going to be sharing my screen. I'm going to be going through uh, a bunch of different campaigns here. Uh, so give me a second here and let me share my screen. All right. All right. So I've got my share screen over here. <clears throat> So, you know, today we're going to spend a lot of time talking about attribution. Uh, we really we really want to understand where revenue comes from. You know, this is pivotal for allocating your marketing budget, yet cannabis e-commerce platforms don't always make this clear, and some don't even give the option to review your data. Uh, we're committed here at MediaGel to providing our clients with data and insights they require to make smarter marketing decisions and attribute revenue to each marketing campaign that we run. So, you know, we really want to make sure that we're actively tracking uh, where your marketing spend is going and what that leads to. <clears throat> uh, when, you when you can determine your sales and where they're coming from and how well your digital marketing campaigns are faring, you can make smarter marketing decisions and invest where it matters. Let's look at brand, dispensary, and delivery service campaigns and dive in deep to the reports through the MediaGel dashboard. So the first one I'm gonna look at here, and please, please feel free to ask your questions uh, by clicking in the chat box at the bottom of the Zoom interface, or if you click the Q&A, you can ask questions there. Uh, so be, feel free to ask away and I'll be sure to ask, answer your questions live during the session. <clears throat> All right, so this is the what we call the roll-up view. So this is a view of your entire performance uh, across all three marketing channels. So let me just dive in deep here. All right, so first thing we're looking at here, uh, this is the home, um, home base of your dashboard. Uh, so this is looking at all campaigns running across display, paid search, and SEO. So what this is looking at is your overall impressions served across all channels, the, the budget that was spent uh, in that timeline. So this is all time and the revenue that was generated from that campaign, and then the return on ad spend. So for each of the reports that we're gonna be covering today, we really want to you know, confirm uh, what the overall objective of the campaign was, you know, how do we measure success, and then how we optimize the campaigns. So there's a lot of different things that we're gonna to cover today. Um, so really uh, you know, get comfortable and you know, ask questions away. All right, so let's kind of dive down a little bit. So for this campaign, uh, this is a cannabis retail chain and their goal was to uh, 
increase e-commerce sales for their retail stores, drive walk-ins, and increase uh, increase uh, just revenue for the business. So the first thing we're looking at here is the overall summary. So impressions, served budget, revenue, return on ad spend. So this looks like it was close to a 20 to one on the return on ad spend. If we look at the display area, all time we spent $84,000 on display campaigns for this, uh, for this retailer. From that, we generated $4.7 million uh, and attributed uh, multi-touch attribution revenue, and that's through 52,000 plus transactions. Uh, so that was at a click-through uh, impressions, total impressions served for the campaign was just over 12 million impressions that generated 36,609 clicks, which is a 0.304 click-through rate. Uh, so that's the number of people who click on the campaign uh, as a percentage of the total impressions. That's the click-through rate. Uh, so this is a very healthy campaign here. Uh, looks like it's a uh, 56 to one. And the way that you would attribute your return on ad spend would be the total revenue generated from the campaign, which is 4.7 million. And then you just divide that by the 84,000. And that's where you'll get the, the 56, to, 56 to one. <clears throat> Next, we're going to go through the paid search. So paid search, that's going to be uh, leveraging Google ads or Bing ads to uh, pay for placement on search engines and you know, with the goal of driving last click revenue. Uh, and that's a little different than uh, display. So I'll cover that a little bit here shortly. So for the paid search campaign, we served over a million impressions. We generated 84,285 clicks. That was a click-through rate of seven, almost 8%. It was a cost per click. So the number, the amount it costs every time that someone clicks on those ads was $1.22. And then we generated 516,000 in revenue from that campaign. So that's another look at uh, the campaign here. And I can actually just generate, I can see how much we invested on this. So $1.22 times 84,285 clicks. So we spent just over $100,000 on this campaign and we generated 516,000 in last click revenue. Uh, so that is in just over a five to one return uh, on investment or return on ad spend for this channel. Next, we're looking at SEO. Uh, so for this campaign, we generated uh, 3.2 million total sessions with 1.4 million new users. Uh, we generated 323,000 transactions with the e-commerce conversion rate of close to 20% which is really, really high in uh, you know, this campaign. They, they have a very solid uh, brand equity and we, that's been attributed to a high e-commerce conversion rate. And they uh, have really spent a lot of time uh, curating their product catalog and working their pricing model to, to be right and fit with the market, uh, which yields this high um, conversion rate. And then from the SEO all time, they generate close to $32 million in sales. So you can see the, the sheer volume across three channels. So uh, $32 million in revenue from SEO all time, $516,000 in revenue from paid search, and then 4.7 million in influence sales for display programmatic advertising. All right, so that's just a look at the rollout view. So, you know, if you, you're working with MediaGel and you, you wanna just get an overview of kind of where you stand today, boom, you can have that, uh, you can update this here. You can just change the date range and then this will update all the metrics below um, so that let's just do 
yeah, I just leave it there. So that's kind of the, the roll up view. <clears throat> All right, let's look at a dispensary e-commerce campaign. So, you know, first let's define, you know, what the overall objective is for this campaign. So, you know, this partner came to us and they were investing $9,000 over 90 days uh, in display advertising. So this is the display campaign. <clears throat> you know, the goal of the campaign was to e increase e-commerce sales for their retail stores. And this was to the Dutchie menu. So this retailer, he was using the Dutchie menu and they really wanted to drive online pre-orders uh, and also drive walk-ins for their store. Uh, so that was the focus of this campaign. So with a $9,000 investment, this partner was able to generate 322,000 in influenced revenue. And I'll kind of cover what that means here. So when we're looking at, when we're talking about display advertising and we're, we're thinking about uh, multi-touch attribution and in, when we say influence sales, what we're saying is that we showed a banner ad to this potential consumer and later down the line, they made a purchase through our e-commerce menu. Uh, could be like five days, 10 days later. And I'll show you kind of a, a flow of that transaction here. Uh, but that's multi-touch attribution. And that's click-through uh, transactions as well as another way you can explain it. So this is the summary page for this partner. Uh, they served 1.3 million impressions for that $9,000 investment. And I believe that that was at a CPM rate of $7, but let me just calculate that here for you. Yeah, that was a $7 CPM. So we served impressions to 1.3 million. Uh, we, we served impressions to 1.3 million, I guess, instances uh, to, I'm not sure how many actual consumers, um, but they saw our ads 1.3 million times. <clears throat> From this, they clicked 5,000 times. So they clicked in 5,000 times of the session. And of this, we generated 3,988 transactions with a multi-touch attribution revenue or influence sales of 322,000. And from here, we can see the clicks in blue and the click-through rate ratio in teal. And all of this is customizable. So I'll just kind of change this by transaction total. So the life of the campaign ran 90 days, um, but we do track sales 30 days after the campaign stops serving ads because that is our attribution window. And the attribution window is the time uh, between the last, the last time that the consumer saw one of your ads to the day they purchased. And we'll dive in deep a little bit uh, more into that when we go into the transactions tab here. We can look at transaction total. We can look at total impressions served. We can look at clicks and we can compare that to transaction or transaction count. We can change the time frame to be you know, last 30 days, uh, this quarter, last quarter. So there's a lot of ability to uh, change the, the date range and compare uh, metrics side by side. If we go down a little bit more, you can see the top 10 publishers here. Uh, so for this campaign, we have looks like uh, some games, some public, some publishers. He has some uh, dating sites, some social media sites, some meme sites, uh, senior uh, sites as well. And then we have the top 10 creatives on the right here. So this is a look at the summary page. If you're just looking at the overall metrics for this campaign. And we're gonna dive into the display side. 
All right. So for this for this uh, dispensary commerce campaign, we're going to have a look at the impressions, clicks, and click through rate for the campaign. Uh, so this campaign ran from two nine to five eleven. Total impression serves just over 1.3 million with generating 5,000 plus clicks with a click-through rate of 0.38 here. We can sort this by impressions, click-through rate or clicks and click-through here. So you can see the impression served here in blue and then the total clicks generated in teal. Uh, so you can see how this changes and it's just based on how people in, interact with the actual ad. So if they click on it, you're gonna see a, a point here in the teal and you can see this kind of varies. Uh, you can sort this by day of the week. So it looks like Saturday and Thursday are the highest days for this partner. And then device type. So it looks like most of the clicks came from mobile devices, which is pretty common for uh, programmatic display campaigns. And then tablets, 345, and then also personal computers, and then a combination of mobile and tablet. Uh, so you can see the breakup of all the different uh, ad placements that are available for display advertising. We can also we also have one from connected TV, it looks like, and then set top boxes had zero clicks. So we do have the ability to run these ads on connected TV and gaming boxes, phones, tablets and in desktops. <clears throat> Here you can see a breakup of all the impressions and clicks per ad type and size. So this is a 320 by 50 campaign. We've had 200,000 impressions. So that's the number of times the ad was shown to a user. And then of those impressions, 70, 751 people clicked on the ad with a click-through rate of 0.36, which is very, very high. Uh, we typically look for an average of 0.20 for a click-through rate. Uh, and this is far perform far, far outperforming uh, the typical campaign. So 0.2 is a kind of an industry standard for click-through rate. And this is So that's the highest, uh, and you can see how this kind of changes down the line. <clears throat> All right. So this campaign is doing really well. Let's take a look at the publishers. So as you can see, there is a ton of publishers within, uh, within the campaign. I'm going to actually sort by click-through rate. All right. So this is a campaign running, I believe, all throughout uh, throughout the country across five states. Uh, so they really have a widespread for the distribution of the publishers. So you can see the publishers by total volume of clicks. Uh, Tenel Hool was the number one. Uh, iFunny, which is a meme site and video site, was number two. We got some gaming. We got some song streaming, we got some dating, we got some humor, Overwolf, Sudoku, OC Register. So you can see the, the breakup of all the different publishers here. And the one thing to keep in mind for display advertising is like to not get really stuck on the publishers. Uh, the, the one thing to remember is that we're targeting known cannabis consumers or we're geofencing for this campaign, we were geofencing all their competitors. We call that prospecting. And you know, the goal of this was to take competitors, uh, consumers. So anyone who walks into one of our competing retailers, uh, they'll get placed into our audience. And we can do a look back for the last six months of that campaign to see how many people have walked into our competing dispensaries that are nearby us. And then we can add those to our audience and target those users. If they walk into uh, our geofence, so let's just say uh, we want to target people that walk in within a 10 mile radius of our retail store. And anyone who has been to a cannabis dispensary over the last six months, we want them to see our ads 
and encourage them to come into our store. And then we'll just dive in deep on optimization of the campaigns. So, you know, you may want to see your ads on only on ESPN. Uh, so if you want to optimize your campaigns for conversion rates, you know, one, the first thing we do is publisher placement. So let's say you want to see your ads on ESPN, Rolling Stones, or Condé Nast websites, but that might not be where most of your valuable audiences hang out on the web. So you may want to shift the focus to publishers that you know uh, will make an impact on click-through rates. We're big on mobile-only ads, seeing that, you know, a majority of cannabis consumers do their shopping through their mobile device. So if you're in a targeting a specific device and your campaign isn't serving well, you know, we may want to consider cross-device targeting. And we, we enable this by default. So you know, showing ads on your mobile device, tablet, desktop, TV, we want to make sure that we have full coverage across the board for that cannabis consumer. And if we don't have the, the scale and the ability to reach, you know, these, the impressions that we're looking to achieve, we can expand our audience targeting. So understanding your audience and their browsing and buying behaviors is key. Um, we're huge on hyper-local marketing, the practice of using location-based targeting to narrow in on consumers in specific locations, you know, to increase the odds of converting those users into consumers. Uh, so you can shift the targeting area or layer in new audience data to expand your reach. So let's say uh, if we're doing a five-mile radius from our store, maybe we open that up to seven miles or 10 miles to allow us to reach new consumers. Uh, maybe we add new competitors to our targeting. Uh, we can also buy third-party data from, let's say, uh, you can layer on like a new frontier data or some of these other data partners and activate date, those data points through our, through our campaigns. Or if you have like a CRM that you're leveraging, like a Spring Big or Happy Cabbage or uh, Alpine IQ, you know, you can export the emails from your CRM and we can turn those emails into maids, mobile advertising IDs. And then from there, we can activate those maids with targeted campaigns uh, for display advertising. So that's another way that we can do uh, campaign uh, optimizations. And then sometimes it's, you know, if the click-through rates are low, which is not the case in this campaign, uh, you maybe you, you may need to make some updates to the content or call to actions in your creative. Um, so let's say, let's look at one of these low. So this, these are all low below a, a 0 0.2, zero click-through rate. So we may want to update the call to action, maybe change the colors, shift the copy to increase click-through rate and engagement. Uh, so just keep in mind that digital ads can appear almost anywhere in the online space. So it could be you know, media or e-commerce sites, news feeds, videos, audio or CTV streaming. So experimenting with static banners versus GIFs versus pop-ups or in-stream ads, <clears throat> whether it's before, during or after video will all give us valuable insights as to what connects with potential customers the best. And then if you are running the ad on a, on a paid search campaign, we'll talk about that later, um, but you, you may want to shift your keyword strategy. So while it's understandable that you're bidding on you know, some of the most popular and generic keywords like dispensary near me or, or buy weed online, sometimes that could be a losing strategy as the return on ad spend is, is not really uh, up to par. <clears throat> so that's something that you'll want to look at and see if there's any opportunities uh, to become more competitive as the cannabis market becomes you know, tighter and more, and there's just more stores popping up. We're seeing a trend uh, towards greater uh, specificity. And by choosing, you know, let's say long tail keywords, you can start to outperform uh, better funded, um, but less nimble keyword strategies. So that's just something to keep in mind. All right, so now let's take a look at the attribution for the campaigns. 
So first, let's talk about the influence sales. So you know, multi-touch attribution uses device-level data uh, that shows impressions that have been served to a device that have also made a transaction to the, you know, through the uh, e-commerce menu. So that's ex that's exactly uh, you know the definition of multi-touch attribution is like we served an ad to a user later down the line they made a purchase. So let's go down a little bit here. So for this campaign, remember they spent uh, just over nine. They spent nine thousand dollars on this campaign. Uh, so we were able to generate 322,000 influence sales off that $9,000 investment. And this was uh, to 2,193 unique customers that placed 3,988 unique transactions. So some of these customers actually place uh, multiple transactions. And this is a return on ad spend of 35 to 1. This is really, really, really high performing campaign for a display uh, programmatic advertising. And when we're looking at the transactions here, you know, we can sort this by day of the week, by, uh, whoops. Let me just refresh that here. One moment, just refreshing the, the page. <clears throat> All right. Perfect. So continuing down, I uh, can change this to day of the week. So it looks like Friday is our number one day for total transactions and revenue, followed by Saturday at 599 with 50,000, close to 50,000 in revenue. And then Thursday at 560 transactions with $43,000 in revenue. <clears throat> So then if we go down here, let's go to uh, this campaign. So this is a great example. So what this is saying is that uh, this actual cons cannabis consumer was served an ad starting on 419. So just, for, just before 420, they were served this ad on an iPhone and these were the publishers that they were served on. So they have an iPhone, they were served nine ads across all these different publishers. So background checks, uh, crypto mining game, uh, theweek.com. And then they went to the shopping cart, Dutchie. This is the actual Dutchie order ID. The last impression that was served to this consumer was on 5.8 at uh, 1 58 p.m local time they were served nine impressions they made a purchase through the dutchy menu on 5 12 looks like at 8 32 p.m they spent 45 dollars and 60 cents and we knew that we know this through uh, the user match so this is a combination of the user agent and ip address to produce the hash so let me talk a little bit about the different ways that we match a transaction to an impression uh, so that you have a better idea of, you know, how that, how we address, um, you know, matching purchases and devices with IP addresses, cookies, or email addresses. So de deterministic match, also known as, uh, as split explicit matching is a method to find the exact match between two sets of data to identify the same user across different channels and devices. Users are matched based on first-party data details with the following identifiers. 
So email address, phone number, uh, login details, whether it's like your username, address, date of birth, et cetera. Uh, so all this is gathered to, to match a transaction to a user. And then probabilistic match, also known as implicit matching, compares several data points together to identify the same user across multiple devices, channels, or platforms. In general, a knowledge database and predicting algorithms are used to data used by data aggregators and identify uh, um, and identity solution providers during the identification process. So in prob probabilistic matching, devices are linked by looking into the following data points. This is IP address, Wi-Fi networks, device fingerprinting, screen resolution, operating system, device type, uh, and so on. So by combining several data points, a user is identified and the statistical likelihood helps to find the same user on different devices. Um, so that's just a high level of this. And this is identified here on the right side. So these different icons uh, state different match types. So I'm just going to expand this a little bit. All right, so it looks like most of these are probabilistic match. Let's see if there's any others, here we go. IP address match that this user <clears throat> was served an add on 225, 225 on an iPhone and they purchased some 411 uh, for $28.80. And we know this because of IP address match. And you can see that the date between the last impression and the order is almost a month and two weeks. So you can actually change the attribution window, window here. Uh, let's just say to two days. And you can see that the influenced sales and custom consumers and transactions updates at the top. So we don't actually say uh, which attribution window you should use. Uh, we allow you to choose your attribution window so you can make the best decisions for your marketing team. Uh, so you can see a difference here. So this is device ID, or sorry, device model, OS, OS version combined with I, IP address. Uh, this one is IP address. This one is user agent and IP address. So you can see the different ways, whether it's uh, probabilistic or deterministic. Uh, there's multiple ways that you can attribute sales to an impression. I'll just show you a few more uh, sessions. So this looks like it was on an Android phone. They're on SnapTube. They saw a bunch of ads on SnapTube and then they made a purchase on the same day that they saw an impression. So it looks like about five hours later and they spent $186 and we know this through IP match. <clears throat> so this is a, a you know, full transparent view of how each actual order ID and impression served to that same consumer uh, was achieved through that whole customer journey. And then the different ways that we match this and you know, we're fully transparent with our data. So you can match this to your point of sale data. You can download these transactions and they're all available you know, at your fingertips. <clears throat> Next, we're gonna take a look at walk-ins here. So walk-ins are, are another KPI that we track uh, for a campaign. So for a cannabis retailer, not only do we wanna drive uh, e-commerce sales, but we also want to drive walk-ins for retailers. So depending on uh, you know, your KPIs, like we'll definitely want to prioritize walk-ins for the campaign. So this campaign we ran uh, for the course of 90 days. See the investment on this campaign was $3,000 over 90 days. And off that $3,000 investment, we served 432,000 impressions uh, that generated 809 total walk-ins with 429 unique customer walk-ins uh, with a walk-in rate of just uh, above 0.18%. 
So you can see the total walk-ins per day over time. So it looks like, you know, we really picked up around 420 through Cinco de Mayo. And then it kind of uh, dwindled off at the end here. You can see the heat map of the actual location. So you can see that this is in Long Beach. Uh, you can see the visits by day. So it looks like the number one day for visits is first time visits is uh, Saturday and returning visits is Saturday as well. Uh, Monday also has a lot of returning visitors. So we break that up by uh, returning and new visitors. You can see uh, the cumulative um, kind of overview. So total number of walk-ins over time. So this is very powerful, powerful stuff if you're looking at uh, total walk-ins for your campaign. And this is all done through uh, geofencing your actual retail location. And from that, we can see how many people have walked into a retail store uh, from seeing one of your ads. <clears throat> All right, now let's look at another KPI. We can actually track, track signups for campaigns as well. So let's say you have a delivery service campaign and you're looking to just drive people to sign up for your loyalty program. Uh, so this partner of ours spent $25,000 over the course of 90 days, and we were able to generate 5,400 people to sign up for the loyalty program, uh, which is a cost per lead or cost per acquisition of just $4.60 per lead. Uh, so that's another KPI that we can leverage. It's the same thing as the transactions. So you can actually see the, uh, the ads here on the left, iPhones, this is the unique sign-up ID, how many impressions were served, two, last impression served on 321, and they purchased on 325, and we know this through a combination of user, agent, IP address. Same thing here, it can sort by Wanted to just do like a two, I'll change everything. Uh, let's just look at 20 days. So you can actually see, see this over time. And then let's look at a brand co-op marketing campaign here. So we've covered, uh, you know, display campaigns that really driving e-commerce sales. We've talked about walk-ins. We've talked about signups. Let's also talk of a, about a, a brand co-marketing campaign. So this was a brand in Northern California that was looking to drive sales through a retail partner. So they spent $1,500 over the course of 90 days, so $500 a month on that campaign. And they were able to generate, um, uh, receive 262,000 impressions uh, based on that uh, $7 CPM. And from that, they were able to generate 428 clicks to the campaign with 190 transactions and 96 walk-ins with a total revenue generated of $26,000, 547 uh, based on that $1,500 investment. So this campaign took place last year. So you can see the total number of clicks. You can sort by click-through rate, transaction count, total walk-ins or observations. So I'm going to show uh, transaction count by walk-ins. So here is their total transaction, let's do transaction total. So transaction count, so it looks like we have four transactions on this day with one walk-in and they're considered separate. So if they, if they made a purchase through the e-commerce menu, they would not be counted as a walk-in here. So you can use this to sort your performance over time. And same thing, you can look at the display performance is looking at the uh, total clicks and click-through rate of the campaign. You can look at the transactions and walk-ins, which is all the different tabs that I already showed you. 
observations, so transaction total. And let's look at impressions. So we served impressions for the 90 days. And then once those uh, impressions were served, we tracked sales for another 30 days uh, because of the 30 day attribution window. So that's why you'll see the impressions here in blue and then the transactions continue to follow in teal. So that's a little bit about the display campaign. I'm actually gonna pull up the paid search campaign next, just so you have an idea of kind of what that looks like for our partners. Right. <clears throat> All right, here we're looking at a an MSO retail of, of ours uh, across like five, 10 states. Uh, so we, we can see that uh, this is the summary page of the Google Ads campaign. So we spent 1.5 million over the course of a few years, we generated 14 million in last click revenue. That means a user clicked on the ad, went through to the website and then made a purchase during that same session. So this is a little different than uh, display programmatic advertising attribution, which is multi-touch. Uh, so that this, it means that they actually purchased in that session. So the cost per click was 144 for this campaign with a click-through rate of 2.42%. So we served 44 million impressions over the lifetime, generating just over a million in clicks uh, and generated 116,000 transactions. So this was a nine to one return on ad spend or a 931% uh, return on ad spend. And you can actually sort this by you know, last month, we can look at uh, you know last quarter, and all this sorts over time, um, so you can just see performance uh, as we progress. Then you can see some of the actual individual campaigns. So for let me just pull up a campaign here. Look at one that has some scale. There we go. This campaign is looking at, uh, let's just say Salt Lake City is the location. So we spent $17,000, we only generated one point 1,500 in revenue. So this one didn't do that well. Let's see if we can find one that has a little more scale. Yeah, so that, I mean, there's some different campaigns that you can look at here. Let me see if I can find one that has a little more scale. All right, well, let's just continue on. I'm gonna look at another campaign here. So this is, we're gonna look at the SEO uh, tab. So you saw the summary tab where, oops, you saw the summary tab where you can see, you know, the overview of programmatic display advertising, uh, paid search and SEO. Now we're gonna take a look at the SEO detailed metrics. <clears throat> Perfect. 
So this is a cannabis retail chain. So this is looking at the total sessions, new users, you know, pages per session, bounce rate, average session duration, conversion rate, and then also the ROI. Uh, so that we've generated 4.2 million in revenue for this partner over the last month, uh, which is down a little bit, you know, 11.5% compared to the previous period. Uh, so, you know, revenue is down a little bit for this partner, but this gives us a full overview of, of why. So total number of orders is down 8%. So that is a big uh, influence on total revenue. The average order is down 4% as well. Um, but their e-commerce conversion rate is up 4.9%. So total sessions were down, new users were up, but of those users, uh, total, total numbers were down. So let's just look at last 90 days. You can see a little difference here. So average orders down a little bit here as well, but e-commerce conversion rate is up and average time on site is up. So you can get, this is a great way to just um, look at some of the metrics that you would expect from Google Analytics and see them here. So let's look at revenue compared to conversion rate, or let's just look at, uh, average uh, site duration. So revenue is gonna be our number one KPI. So, you know, we generated, let's just look at this new users. There you go. So we generated, we generate a significant amount of revenue every day for this partner. Uh, you know, they, they're running, I think like 10 to 20 stores. Uh, so they're doing, close to uh, $100,000 to $250,000 in revenue per day. And you can see this compared to the number of users in the light blue here. So let's look at new users versus revenue. Actually, let's look at transactions. So you can see that transactions actually, new users have continued to increase, but transactions have continued to decrease over time with a huge bump here on 420, which is to be expected. So this is, uh, you know, there's a lot that you can work with here that could really uh, help, help you decide on where you should spend your money. Uh, but, you know, we really focus on full transparency between our display, programmatic campaigns, paid search and SEO. So you have full transparency into this as an advertising partner. Uh, and you you have access to this real time data uh, when you get when you log into the MediaGel dashboard. So let's talk about uh, the elephant in the room: uh, weed maps. You know we have clients approach us for discovery calls all the time after they see our case studies. You know the questions are all the same: How can I generate that kind of success for my business? You know many of uh, these retail partners are spending significant budgets on weed maps and not seeing the kind of ROI they should. Um, so why should businesses be spending their money on, so why should businesses be spending their money on other marketing channels outside of weed maps? Uh, so that's a common question that is asked, asked to us. Uh, and the, the answer is, you know, really make sure that you have your attribution in place and that you know the other marketing channels available. Um, just from the conversation today, you know, we can see that there is a, there is a heavy weight towards SEO. So SEO is, you know, the number one marketing channel for uh, dispensaries as far as total revenue. And SEO is someone that goes to Google and searches for, let's say, a dispensary near me, and then they make a purchase uh, through their mobile phone, right? And then they go to your you go to your shopping cart, make a purchase, and then they pick up in store. So SEO, just by sheer volume, is going to bring in the most revenue to your cannabis dispensary or delivery service by a long shot. Uh, and we're looking at return on that return on investments of you know 40 to one plus for SEO campaigns. Uh, 
looking at paid search campaigns, you know, that campaign that we we're looking at earlier, what generated a, I believe it was a nine to one. So let me pull that up here in a second. So just looking at the sheer um, volume of traffic here. So just to go to, I just share my screen once again. Yeah, looking at the high level metrics uh, for a display campaign, we spent 84,000, we generated 4.7 in revenue. Uh, for the paid search campaign, we generated 516,000 in revenue off a, I think it was like an $80,000 spend. And then SEO, we generated almost 32 million in revenue. And that was based, I believe a $10,000 investment over the course of two years. So they spent $240,000 in SEO and they generated close to $32 million in last click revenue. So you can see how you can prioritize a, where your money should be spent between let's say SEO paid search display and then marketplaces like Weed Maps. From what we've heard from our partners that advertise on Weed Maps, you know, they're seeing anywhere like a four to one return on investment for their, for their spend on Weed Maps. So let's say you're spending $30,000 on Weed Maps per month and you generate 120,000 in sales, that would be a four to one. So you can expect more return on that from like an SEO campaign or a paid search or display campaign. So just kind of looking at uh, the different return on ad spends, that's how you should prioritize the spend for your campaigns. And another question I get asked a lot is the benefits of working with a company like Weed Maps. You know, the main benefit is they already have their uh, audience of cannabis consumers. So they know that they have, let's say a million or 2 million people that are registered on Weed Maps and that actively use the site on a regular basis. And then they will make a purchase with your store. So that's some, something that uh, they have. Uh, they have a, you know, a loyal customer base. But you know, the one thing I want to point out is that a lot of people in the United States, especially the cannabis curious people, people outside of the cannabis industry, they have no idea who Weed Maps is. They never heard of it. They never seen it. It's only uh, primarily, not only, but majority is used by the cannabis industry. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind. Um, so that's one thing to just remember when you're working with Muta Maps is that they have their consumer base, but there's far more people that are on Google leveraging Google on a regular basis, you know, than Weed Maps. I guess uh, what are the so downsides? Uh, Weed Maps, you know, they own their data, right? So their goal is to, and they own their customers. So, from my understanding. <clears throat> You won't get all the information about the consumer. You only get their email address and name. So, you know, the ownership of that consumer data is kind of limited. So you have to do your own work on retention and order fulfillment to ensure that you keep that consumer coming back to you and not ordering through Weed Maps. We found that, that Weed Maps has been beneficial to new stores. So if you just new store opening, maybe the first 90 days, can spend camp uh, spend some money with Weed Maps, and then once you've kind of maximized that platform, you can spend the money in other platforms. And we've we've worked with consumers to like let's say the thirty thousand dollar example I shared with you, you know, to get them from thirty thousand dollars to throttle down to let's say ten thousand dollars over the course of three months, and spend that money on more um, high performing, high return on investment, high return on ad spend campaigns. Um, so that's you know, one way that uh, you can transition away from weed maps. And, you know, some of the marketing mixes we would suggest would be, you know, probably about a 10 to uh, let's say 20% of your investment can go towards marketplaces. 
So 20%, say you're spending $100,000 a month on advertising, spend 20K on that on Weed Maps or Leafly, depending on which platform works better for you. And then spend uh, about 30% of that on SEO. So $30,000 of that budget on SEO. And then spend the other 25% on paid search and 25% on display. So really uh, giving prioritization for SEO at the highest at 30% and then paid search at 25%. So that would be, um, you'd be covering Google on both fronts and being in the other uh, search engines. So for SEO, that's gonna be your number one revenue driver. So that should be your number one as far as your budget for your marketing mix. And then paid search and display both have uh, high return on ad spends. Uh, I'm going to prioritize uh, paid search just because it's last click uh, attribution. So we spend, let's say, $25,000 on Google, Google ads and Bing ads. We can you know, confidently say that we're going to get somewhere like between a five to a 15 return on ad spend, depending on the location. Uh, so for the campaign that we ran and I showed you before, that was an eight to one return on ad spend. So if you spent 25,000 times eight, you'll generate $200,000 in revenue off that $25,000 uh, paid search investment. And then next, let's say we're spending, um, we want to support all the other marketing channels with a display programmatic advertising campaign of $25,000 per month across all the locations. Uh, the campaign that we ran over here had a, a nine to one uh, return. Yeah, I had a actually had a yeah nine to one return or ten to one return. So off that twenty five thousand dollar investment, we'd have two hundred fifty thousand in influence sales. So keep in mind that display advertising is top of funnel or mid funnel. So people are seeing your ads when they're scrolling through their phone, kind of like when you're driving through uh, driving through the freeway, you'll see those mobile billboards and they'll get your attention. Uh, let's say for ABC dispensary. So I'm driving, I'm scrolling down my feed, reading some news articles. Um, I may see the ad for ABC dispensary. What will what I'll do most likely is go to Google and search for ABC dispensary, and then come in as a transaction through an SEO or paid search campaign. So that's a common thing that we've seen as a as a marketing mix of display advertising to really increase the total number of brand searches through SEO and paid search. So ABC dispensary, let's say they're a new store, people start to see the display ads when they're on their phone, then they'll start to, you know, that'll start to you know, be top of mind and then they'll start to do searches for that brand name. <clears throat> so that's just uh, some examples of uh, how you can attribute sales, return on ad spend to each of these marketing channels. Uh, so there's a lot of channels out there that you can work with, SEO, paid search display advertising, marketplaces. These are all great uh, customer acquisition platforms. And then after you know getting those customers into the mid funnel, let's say you get their email or get them to purchase with you one time, make sure you capture these customers into your loyalty program, you get them into your CRM, you get their phone number, email, uh, purchasing habits, get them to opt in your marketing messages and be sure to send you know, email campaigns, text message campaigns, whether it's in the form of you know, daily deals or uh, special events, or if they're, let's say, uh, abandonment cart emails. So you can send out emails to people who haven't purchased from you in the last three months. And you can send the same uh, email addresses to your display advertising campaign so they can see your ABC dispensary while they're browsing through the web and they can get reminded, hey, that I shopped with this store in the past and then maybe I'll give them another shot. And I would highly recommend pairing that with like a win back campaign. So maybe a 10, 20% off your order if you come back and shop with us again. So I hope you enjoyed the, the uh, webinar and podcast today. Um, just as a summary, you know, MediaGel has a compliant ad network of 75,000 publishers, including mainstream websites like the CNN, Fox's, uh, GQ, uh, Sports Illustrated, and so on. 
We can advertise on meme sites like the Chive, uh, dating sites, gaming sites, music streaming apps, and they all welcome cannabis ads compliantly to 21 and up audiences. You know, at MediaGel, we help cannabis companies advertise through paid search, through SEO, and through programmatic display advertising campaigns to increase awareness, drive foot traffic, and e-commerce sales. So be sure to visit us at MediaGel.com if you'd like to schedule time for a demo. And uh, we'd love to, to bring you on board and, and work, on, work on a campaign with you and partner up. So have a wonderful uh, rest of your day and weekend, and I'll chat with you soon.